And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. We want to be that consumer advocate for you here in Tampa Bay, helping you understand your buying decisions, make you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Almost 10 years on air now. We're excited about that and uh, all about serving the community. Reach out to the hotline if you want to connect with us, and we'll put you in touch with our 80 different categories of consumer advocates uh, here on the program. 813-917-1894. That's our Consumer Advocate Hotline. 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com is where you can find a wealth of information as well. See previous shows and contact information for all of our expert contributors here on the program. Uh, the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty got a hot property listing here. Uh, this one is at 855 Carlson Drive. A beautiful property that we've got listed here. This one is in Orlando. Uh, 855 Carlson Drive. Beautiful property here. Uh, completely renovated. You've got two bedroom, one bath. Lots of upgrades. Uh, custom rustic contemporary fence. All new appliances. Got a beautiful deck, backyard. Uh, being sold fully furnished as well. So you've got a lot of updates, upgrades as well on this property. Phenomenal location uh, near Winter Park, College Park as well. Easy access to I-4 and uh, one of our hot listings. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. This is God's country. All right, let's jump into it. we got attorney Frank Miranda in the house. Welcome back, sir. Brandon, it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good having you. So uh, let's talk a bit about, so we talk about real estate law. You've got your real estate office there and you're a litigator as well. So you actually go into the courtroom and then you also do title closings as well. So lately you're seeing some of these are partition cases. Right. So we've gotten an influx of effectively where people, more than one individual owns a piece of property. There's uh, inevitably a dispute between the people whether one is not living up to their obligations or whatever the deal was when they moved into the, into the property. And um, they refused to either move out. They refused to either contribute like they, they had promised to do. Uh, you can come see us. So we can force a sale of that property, get an accounting of who put in what kind of money and, and, and work it out from there. So you, you don't have to be held hostage by someone else that uh, you own a piece of property with. Yeah. That's interesting because you, you you have all these different scenarios, maybe business partners, maybe, uh, uh, like you said, a significant other. Um, so, you, so you basically turn it into a, a, a math equation. You figure out, hey, how much did so-and-so put in? What did this person put in? Who paid the mortgage? Who paid the taxes? And then somehow ascertain how the payoff would go? Yeah, I mean, typically we don't get into that deep of uh, an analysis because typically there's an agreement. Once the other party realizes that they're not going to be able to hold this house as a hostage, that the, the sale is going to go through. Right. Um, it's straight letter law. The judges and are going to have to grant that that remedy of selling the house. Right. Now, who's everyone in that situation to seek someone out like yourself to sell it professionally? Right. Because if it goes through the courthouse steps, which the statute says it has to do, 
then they're typically not going to get as much value for the house. Mm-hmm. So once they realize and they agree upon, and once it's agreed upon, the court will allow a private individual like yourself, a reputable professional to sell the property at its highest marketable rate. Yep. Once parties agree, that's in their, everyone's best interest. They agree to it. That gets blessed, the blessing of the court. And we go ahead and allow someone like yourself to go ahead and sell it. Yeah. I've got a situation like that right now. It came through, uh, you know, one of our lead sources. They actually run TV commercials and then they have the agents that come in. But it's it's through that program. And it's a, it's a great opportunity. Very similar to what you're saying. It's a divorce situation. Husband, wife, I think they actually ran a business together. Uh, but you're talking about somewhere between a million dollars and a $1.5 million valuation on this thing. Uh, but it's partially completed. There's some rooms that need to be completed. There's flooring. It's an older home. Two acres, private location. I think it's in the Pinellas Park area. So it's like two acres in the heart of uh, Tampa Bay. But just a beautiful property and, and uh, looking for investors on that too. That would be uh, you know, something to where you'd come in, buy the property, finish the renovations, get the property back on the market, and probably increase your money by – uh, you know, gosh, whatever multiple you want to throw in there. I mean, because the market's so hot right now. But that's an interesting play because they they were divorce divorcing, and the judge says, "Hey, sell this house. You have to sell this property." Yeah, it's a little bit different because now you're talking the family law arena. So mm-hmm. in the family law arena, when it comes to a marital property, there's special protections people have. So what I'm seeing is people are not married. Okay, they're either business partners or significant others. Yep, and you know. The relationship falls apart for whatever reason, and one party refuses to allow, most of the time, the other party to sell the house, get their money out of it, and they think they can hold up the property hostage. They can't, mm. and so we can actually force a sale. There's a statute right on point, and once they realize it's in everyone's best interest, again, to have a professional sell it and not have it go to the courthouse steps and sell for less than appropriate value. Right. I've been fortunate enough that everyone's agreed to do that because, again, it's just more common sense and it only hurts them because they get less money. Um, and then if, if reasonable, we ask the court if we have to go back, depending on the circumstances, party A put every dollar into this property. They should get every dollar out of it. We can go down that road. Yeah. Because that's what you see happen a lot of times is, is the one person's either getting their credit hit by it because so, so-and-so's not paying, et cetera, and they've carried the note as long as they could. They've made the payment. Uh, you, you have those those different er, uh, you know scenarios play out where you have – and then there's this real estate property sitting there that has equity. So the remedy, as you said, would, would be the best place would be the judge just to order, boom, sell it. Now, the spinoff of that, and we talked about it before we went on air, is you have a scenario where people may have gotten divorced years ago. Right. And part of the court order, the final dissolution is party A gets to keep the house for – you typically see X amount of time, typically a couple of years. And upon the expiration of that time period, A has to either sell the property or A has to either um, refinance the property, get the other spouse off of the mortgage and the responsibilities. What I see a lot is spouse A, who's ordered to do all this stuff, doesn't do it. And so two years turns into three, turns into four, turns into five. Maybe or maybe not, they pay the mortgage. But in this market, the property value keeps going up and up and up, and the other party who's entitled to half of the equity says, you were supposed to sell this years ago. I want to sell it now. The market's hot. I'm entitled to half the equity in that house. Yeah. So in that scenario, it's a little bit different avenue procedurally because I have to go through the marital, the uh, family law division, mm-hmm. file something that says, A, didn't, didn't effectively listen to the court at all, mm. ignored your order. Yeah. 
make a sell the property and then we get it done that way. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. We're talking with Frank Charles Miranda here on the Consumer Quarterback Show online at fcmlaw.com, fcmlaw.com. And, yeah, so there, there's all these different things that happen, quick claim deeds and people having, uh, you know, they'll, they'll buy properties. What about in trust, too? A lot of times they'll say, well, I, you know, bought it in trust. We did a story yesterday, too, uh, or uh, on Tuesday about uh, there was a, a first – There's there's kind of playing this you ever hear a lot of this crypto and then you hear like the nfts right sure so there's a there's a property in tampa bay that's being sold as an nft and i to me i think it's just a bunch of you know kind of pr play try to get the exposure piece but they're saying oh well we're going to sell the uh, llc so whoever buys the llc buys the business interest of the property and they're they're doing it through a nft non-fungible token or whatever through i guess it's an ethereum type instead of bitcoin it's ethereum uh but what, what do you think about this whole Bitcoin craze and how it relates maybe to real estate in that in that example? That's a really good example. There better be some real money on the table because when it comes to paying the state of Florida on the transfer and the deeds on on the uh, on the doc stamps on the, on doc stamps on the deed, yeah, the clerk of court in the state of Florida doesn't accept that. Yeah, so there better be some real dollars from somebody to pay the tax. Interesting, and there better be some real dollars from somebody to pay the real estate tax. Yeah, and there better be some real dollars from somebody to pay the insurance. Yep. Okay, and I can see how that can go incredibly complicated and south in a bad way because if you have more than one individual investing in this LLC with this cryptocurrency, yep, and one party wants out, I don't even know what you're fighting over. Yeah, you're fighting over. A widget that has value. Yeah. But how do you have a court regulate that? Because where that widget's transferred and, and traded, yep. it's not in Hillsborough County. So how does a judge have authority over, let's say, the cloud? I don't right. know how that plays out. Yeah. It's interesting because the, the Bitcoin, it, it changes value, the, the Ethereum or the Bitcoin every day, right? It's changing value too. So how many, you know, when you get into valuation, how many Bitcoin or how many Ethereum equal that number? So I kind of get it. So if you're the person selling it, you're betting on the fact that the mechanism of payment is going to go enhance in value. So if you want to sell it theoretically for $500,000, they give you $500,000 on the day of closing of mm -hmm. what that widget is worth. Yeah. You know, that whatever that Ethereum is worth that day. Right. You're betting that that goes up in value. So really, the money they're paying you for that property, if it goes up in value, it's a score. Mm -hmm. If it goes down in value, you don't win as much, but that's what I think they're banking on. So it turns like yeah. it's almost like every transaction they're going to try and turn it into a Vegas kind of type of risk reward analysis. Yeah. It's interesting. And you know, the, normally when you think NFTs, you think about music or art, you know, that's how they're doing. It. I know Gary V uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he has the uh, NFT, I guess in New York where they started a restaurant chain where you have to own that NFT in order to be able to frequent the establishment. So they're trying to make it into like a club type of thing where you, you, you're you not in the club or you are and it's digital. And, and there's, I've even seen articles, too, about the federal government talking about maybe moving towards something like a, uh, you know, a, a currency online, crypto-type currency. I think it's here to stay. And in, in hearing um, some of the financial experts talk about it, it's here to stay. I mean, it's, it's something that's traded like any other type of tangible, fungible thing you can touch. This yeah. you can't really touch. It's a concept electronically. But it's here to stay. Now, the question is, like I said before, how do you – who's going to have authority mm -hmm. to force someone to move a 
Ethereum type of concept of Bitcoin that's held in space to A and B if necessary. I mean, I'm hearing things now that you can buy virtual land yeah, in a virtual world. Yep. That far exceeds anything that I can wrap my brain around. Yeah. Um, what it does for you, I don't know. You can't actually use it. Yeah. But if someone's willing to buy it, I guess you can sell it and make money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that concept. But that's going to lead to unprecedented litigation that has no type of precedent. Right. And so that's going to be the wild, wild west when all that stuff and when there's arguments and dispute arise regarding that transaction. Yeah. I think to a certain extent, a lot of that is just fluff, man. A lot of it is these PR, you know, these elites, these Hollywood uh, or New York elites saying, hey, uh, yeah, in metaverse, so-and-so bought XYZ for this paper money, this this Bitcoin type money. And and to me, I think it's in order for the, the – and the disconnect, again, through the from the elites to the middle class – you know, let's look at what happened in the middle class over these last two years with the, with the, uh, you know, the Chinese it's pandemic. It's gotten smaller. You know, it's gotten smaller. People are hurting. People are having trouble buying groceries, buying gas. You know, so to to go and take hard earned money that I have in American dollars here and put it into some metaverse for Mark Zuckerberg and those guys to, you know, kind of control. I don't know. I don't see it happening. There's something to say about the ability to persuade people. Yeah. And if you can persuade enough people for even a short amount of time that this is a good idea yeah. and you get that needle to move some, you're going to make a profit and you can sell dump and go. Right. When you sell dump and go, no one calls the middle guy who's putting in, you know, four or $5,000 he's been saving for a year to say, you better sell it right now because there's nothing behind this thing except my word. Yep. And so when the guy with the word says, I'm out, the right. dominoes fall and it typically falls on the small investor. Yep. And so- I would be very wary and consider that "quote unquote" investment to be substantially risky. Yep, that's right. Um, and if you can't afford to lose it, don't do it. Exactly. Yep, that's like the rules of investing, right? First of all, invest in something that you know. So obviously, real estate is you know one of the things that we know, and, and you know a lot of people are people invest in. And then uh, you know, hey, if you're not good in stocks, don't then don't dabble. Then and, and then of course also have the money. Uh, be a portion of your your portfolio that yeah you could potentially risk it or lose it if you're in that position to you know invest to be careful. Yeah, and, and, and fortunately they can hire people like yourself. They can hire people for what I do and, and give them hopefully sound advice. But it, not everyone's the same. There's there's not the same quality plumber. There's not the same quality surgeons. Not the same quality real estate agent. Not yep. the same quality attorney. Um, you know, your guest before was talking about contracts. I've, I've seen contracts that people paid thirty five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for, and I read them, and I said, this whole contract is contradictory to each other. Wow. I can show you the contract. I can show you the paragraphs that contradict each other. I don't know what you paid for. Wow. I don't know if this was cut and pasted, but this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Yeah. And so if I had to litigate this, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't makes like it. It makes so, a problem. So if you get sound advice from people that you vetted, um, you've looked at, um, you've gotten referrals from, and then it's almost like going to a doctor. At some point, you have to trust them, right? Yep. I'm not a doctor. I'm not feeling well. I heard you're the best for what, a, what the ailments I have. And you, at some point, you have to rely on somebody. Yep. Is it smart to invest in the stock market generally with sound advice? I'd say probably. Yep. But I'd be very wary of what I'll call, quote, unquote, the typical used car salesman spiel. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with a used car salesman. I'll just say that out there. But, right. <laughs> um, you know what I'm trying to say, that the fast-talking, yeah. 
I know all the answers. No one knows all the answers about anything. Yeah, and that whole time takeaway, if you don't do it before Friday, you know. Yeah, as soon as you hear that, it's time to kill the deal. I've had a lot of people come to my office and ask for my personal investment, and and you got to do the deal now. I'm like, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, I have no interest. Yeah, that's right. If you have to have an answer now, it's no. That's the best way to do it. And the metaverse and all that stuff, eh, I don't know. I'm sticking with real deal Real estate, something that you can see and touch, and and uh, you know, insure the asset, and and it's proven, and t- time over time, it's proven. So. Well, if you own it or you put in, a, you know, an entity to protect yourself, asset protection wise, if you own it, you control it, right? Yeah. And so, in this metaverse concept, we certainly have no control, right? I have no idea who's pulling the strings behind that. Exactly, no clue. And what could happen with government? That's the whole thing still with with some of these crypto. And there's no it's laws like, on it either. Exactly. That's what scares me about it. Frank, how can folks find you? What's the best place for folks to see you? You do have your office on Cypress there as well, physically, and then uh, online at FCM Law. Yeah, the website is – well, my, my email address is frank at fcmlaw.com. I'm happy to answer any question you want to send uh, via text message – or I'm sorry, via email. And the uh, law firm phone number is 813-254-2637. Awesome. Good stuff. Thanks for coming in, Frank. I uh, appreciate it. Always have a good time. Yes, sir. All right. Coming up, we got David Gilly in the house, luxury home restoration expert. We're going to talk about some real estate construction uh, experience that he has and more uh, coming up here on the program. Plus, later in the show, uh, we've got our expert contributor, Nate Ginter, Chief Technology Officer, Vine IT. He's going to talk about Judge Tells Google to pay $29.5 million over video sharing patent. Uh, coming from a Texas lawyer. Stay with us right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. The Consumer Quarterback Show will be right back. Don't go anywhere. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And it's Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers, have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers, leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or consumerqb.com. Margie here with the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. If you're buying, selling, or investing, please give us a shot. We would love to help you. We are a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and you can reach us at 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP Realty and a top listing agent in Tampa Bay, featured in Florida Realtor Magazine, Top Agent Magazine, The Business Journal. We're looking for inventory. Attention sellers, we need more inventory to sell. If you're a seller on the fence thinking about selling your property, we want to hear from you. Free comparable market analysis. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. 
Have you desired more income and more freedom in your life? Now is your time. Keller Williams Realty has just launched our own real estate school, and you can get licensed for free. I'm Brandon Rimes, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And for the first three people who reach out, I will personally coach you. 813-917-1894. Call or text 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show. Platinum MVP team. Keller Williams Realty. We always help you win in your real estate deals. If you're buying, selling, or investing, we are sports and entertainment uh, certified now with the Keller Williams Luxury Division as well. And, of course, commercial division as well. Vacant land. So we'd love to help you. Uh, reach out to the show hotline. If you want to talk to any of our expert contributors, we'll put you in touch. 813-917-1894. 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com as well is the best site for you. 5014 Pompano Drive. This is a waterfront beauty that we've got listed uh, right here in Gulf Harbors. This is Newport Ritchie. Uh, Beautiful property, 1,700 square feet. Three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, corner lot location. You got a pool home here with bay access. You got a canal with a boat lift, beautiful property, waterfront, completely renovated. And it's a private beach community as well. You got a clubhouse in the community, boat ramps, and just a gorgeous property at 5014 Pompano Drive in Newport Ritchie. We got open houses coming up next weekend also. And you can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Replenish IV Solutions, the science of nutritional balance, Replenish IV Solutions. If you want to feel hydrated and replenished, reach out to Stephen and Lisa Gunnan. Uh, it's a safe and effective way to boost your body's immunity. And you got vitamins and minerals going directly into your body with Replenish IV Solutions. Uh, multiple Bay Area locations here in Tampa Bay. And uh, you can also have them come directly to your home or office. All right, we're going to welcome in David Gilly to the program. Welcome in, sir. Hey, nice to have or nice to be on yeah man good to see you luxury home restoration expert yes i am yeah tell us a little bit more been doing it for 19 years uh started when i was in college uh just to pay the bills and just figured it out from there moved to orlando got some pretty good jobs over in the winter park area nice and just been hitting it out of the park ever since yeah that's awesome man that's awesome i love the throwback uh the uh, creamsicle buccaneers hat too that's right yeah Glad we had the uh, best quarterback for a while, so I'm going to start rooting for the team for a while. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> see. hopefully they bring a good player in, or actually, you know, let Trask give it a shot. You know, the, the Gator back up, the Gator uh, guy who's been backing up. Yeah, you know, or Blaine. We'll see what happens. Let him compete. Supposed to be up for. We'll let him compete. Supposed to look. Yeah, see what happens. We'll but uh, tell, talk to a little bit about real estate because in real estate, there's a lot of misconceptions too that people have. That's kind of the, the name of the show, the consumer quarterback show, meaning, you know, hey, give me, let's be a consumer advocate. Let's help people understand uh, these different areas. So, what are some of the mistakes that you see people make maybe when it comes to, you know, buying a home, going to flip it, I'm going to renovate this thing? Everybody's watching TV saying, oh, I'm going to make millions. Yeah. Right. What are the makes, you know, the things uh, to avoid? Well, um, the biggest thing is they do not calculate everything. Um, they see, oh, I need to paint. I need to do this. I need to do that. Even me as a contractor, 
I've been doing it for 27 years, 28 years in construction and 19 years as a custom home restoration expert. I mean, the highest end. And I think I think of everything. But as you get into the job, you realize there's about 20% of the stuff, even an expert kind of forgets about. Yeah. And then there's um, factors of prices going up, price increases, you know, with material. Yeah. Um, things get slowed down. Like, let's say you can't get this, can't get that. Well, your holding costs increase because now you got to pay another payment on that mortgage. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, start small, work your way up, and, you know, learn from your mistakes because nobody's going to hit it out of the park on the first one unless you get super lucky. Right. With a super deal. And you, and in real estate, you make your money on the buy, right? Uh, everything. You got to buy yeah. it right. You got to buy it right. Yeah. Well, there's two. There's buy it right, and there's also um, fix it up right. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. David Gilley, that was our short segment here. Luxury home restoration expert here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check us out online at Brandon Rhymes, one on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Get her as well. Our YouTube channel, Brandon Rhymes Realty. And we'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Make sure you stop by and check out ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes online at consumerqb.com brandon is tampa bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice call brandon today at 813-917-1894 and we're back brandon rhymes here the consumer quarterback show helping you understand your buying decisions making you more street smart out there on the consumer quarterback show and we like to help you win in any marketplace as we say got a couple of hot listings here we'll let you know about here in tampa bay uh, we've got a property listed at 820 pinellas avenue in tarpon springs this is a commercial opportunity if you got a business you want to move that business over uh, 820 pinellas avenue is a corner lot location you're close to the sponge docks and great restaurants so you get the walkability as well uh, just a beautiful property that you've got here in tarpon springs now i want to take you up to pasco county dade city got a restaurant for sale in dade city one 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 four one two one Seventh Street in Dade City. Beautiful property, great opportunity. You got your own uh, living quarters there as well. One bedroom, one bath apartment. Established restaurant since 1990. Uh, downtown Dade City. You got the walkability here. Uh, the sale includes all the furniture and equipment as well. Uh, perfect investment for that entrepreneur. Plenty of parking as well. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. David in the house, David Gilly, and luxury home restoration expert. Talk a little about the uh, project management side of the business. Well, most people don't know that project managers make more money than general contractors do. And the reason why is we navigate the homeowner through the process as well as facilitate all of the ins and outs. We make sure they don't get burned. They make sure that the contractor gets all of the documents signed in time and gets your certificate of occupancy and the timeline agreed upon, it's our job to save you money. 
Yeah. And if you go to a house and you're thinking, oh, I can make this, I can make that, you need a project manager to at least assess the situation to make sure that your gut feeling is realistic. Yeah. Then set a price to it. You know, of course, what your budget, how far you want to go. Um, some things you can shift the value of a ten or $15,000 expense to another area of the home to add more value. Some things are contributory value. Right. Some things you add on the next homeowner didn't even care about, and that's things that a project manager can you know assist you with and at least advise you before you make a decision. Right, yeah, so it's all about setting expectations. Yeah, you want to set the right expectations so that they're not burned on the first one. If you yeah. can get them through it and they make money, they're going to continue to use you, and that's the name of the game is to help everybody continue to grow in this. Right, yeah, because no matter what business you're in, you're in the people business, right? It doesn't matter what you sell, what widget. You're, you're working with people. you got to set those expectations and understand you know, that. And, and again, there's also you got to think about four different personality types. This is one thing I teach when I talk about I teach when with sellers, you know, how to work with different personality types and because not everybody's going to be the same example of you. It's not the golden rule when you're in sales or working with people. Well, I was going to, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to touch on that earlier. I mentioned in the earlier segment that just take it easy and go, you know, at, at a normal pace and stuff. That depends on your personality. Me, I'm a shark. I'm an animal. I'm an assassin. Let's go. I, I have no fear. I don't have all the responsibilities that somebody that has three or four kids and some major job they could get fired from and, and lose everything on this investment. Right. So it, it depends on if you're a savage, if you're in the middle of the road, or if you want to be passive. And this is a passive income business. If you want to do rental stuff like that, you know, that's guaranteed money that's coming in. Real estate's where to go. If you want to be a savage, you know, you can flip. If you want to be in the middle, you can just be an investor. Yeah. So it just depends on the personality and definitely it's a people business. You'll never get out there and meet the same person. Right. So talk to me about how you find your properties. I think that's a key part. You know, once so, so the key with real estate, like we said, is buying it right. So how do you find them? And then also once you find the property, um, you know, there's different ways to buy that asset or, or to work a deal with the seller. Well, my favorite way to buy property is distressed property. By far the easiest way to get the property at a good deal. You can also negotiate less pendants filings down. There may be 50, 60 grand in liens on the property over the years or something, unpaid college debt, whatever. You may be able to negotiate that fifty, sixty thousand dollars debt down to 10 grand, pay everybody off, get the listing, the less pendants filings removed. You just added $40,000 to that deal that only was 10 or 20 grand in value. Now you got 70,000 to work with. If you take that equity out of that, and invest it back into restoring the home. Now you're adding, you know, twenty another twenty percent minimum to the value of it. So the seventy turns into ninety thousand. So it just depends on the buyer, you know, what or the investor, what type of home they like to buy. Yeah. But the best by far is to find a piece of crap in the best neighborhood. That's yeah. by far the best deal. Right. So what, most amount of headache, but nothing venture. You know, if you don't risk anything there's not a real big reward yeah so in other words you don't want to be the biggest house on the block right you want to buy that small medium-sized house and then you've got these great comps all around you yeah yeah exactly sold. um you build a buzz in the neighborhood because of these big homes they really don't have the money to keep restoring fixing up it's big it's the biggest one in the neighborhood and yep. they feel like the big dog and then if you get the little house that, that just got totally renovated and everybody's stopping and taking pictures like one i just did in in Orlando, yeah. then you're the, the top dog in the neighborhood, even though you're the smaller home. Somebody yeah. might not need that huge four-bedroom so-and-so house. They need a 3-1 a or a 2-2 two, two or something. And if you remodel right, you know, art sells. I'm an artist before I'm a contractor. Yep. And every art piece that I put out, I can I call homes art pieces. Every art piece that I put out, I find a lover. 
Somebody yeah. falls in love with that house. The hell yep. with the other things that they, you know, really look at like school and, and how close is Walmart. Yeah. They look at how much they're going to enjoy the house and yep. how many pictures are going to take with their family in this beautiful space that I created. Right. I've seen that happen over the years, man. Sometimes you get for sale by owners. A lot of times can be known as being unreasonable for the, the price, but I've had one that was a for sale by owner. was able to convince them to list with me. It was close to the beach. It was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but they had completely decked out this home with all the, just a little, just a little kind of almost like I call it like a profit center, you know, the back porch and you got yeah. the grill, the outdoor kitchen, the pool, sure. you know, the lighting everywhere. Just, exactly. And, and that Carlson property that you have, uh, talk a little bit about that. Cause you got epoxy flooring that you've done throughout there. Yeah. I bought the house. Um, I paid one fifty nine. A lady had been there forever. The, when I pulled up the linoleum flooring, the paper down that they use for vapor barrier, which mm-hmm. it does work, um, was from 1972. Wow. So it had not been touched or remodeled since 1972. The floors were sunk in about two inches in the center. They were all bowed in. The outside were okay, but it all bowed in. I went in and put a waterproof membrane barrier down. Then I poured a concrete floor leveler in, and I leveled the entire floor. Then I did an epoxy finish uh, <laughs> that looks like marble. Some of it's black to, to get reflection so the room looks bigger. Yeah. Um, completely restored the entire house. I did electrical upgrade you know it's got smart switches voice controlled stuff the outside perimeter fence is a custom is custom um design it also has rope lighting over 900 linear feet of rope lighting throughout the area 50 palm trees i got you know somewhere for somebody to really enjoy themselves beautiful property yeah it's a beautiful property how can folks connect with you you have a website or where do you want um, people to i'm find actually you? in transition i'm red star luxury homes but i shut that down a couple years ago i'm i'm getting getting into the philanthropy work i love working with kids um, i'm starting a, a small uh, community center in wildwood florida so if you want to reach out to me it's david gilly seven at gmail.com again that's davidgilly7 at gmail.com send me an email if you'd like to get some more information on this community center we're building for the kids awesome i'd be glad to fill you in and see how you might be able to help we're reaching cool. out to everybody that we know in our rolodex to to build awareness for this community center that we're going to build we're going to have dirt bikes four wheelers jet skis boats construction school nice. field trips the whole nine yards very cool Thanks, man. Awesome, David. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Nate Ginter in the house. Nate Ginter, he's the chief technology officer over at Vine IT. And we're going to talk about this Google uh, uh, judgment. A judge orders Google to pay $29.5 million over a sh- video sharing patent. And that's out of Texas. So more with uh, Nate Ginter coming up here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. Get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727 647 8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. 
Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-917-1894. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Looking for a venue to host your next business or family event? Make it Largo Event Center. The Consumer Quarterback Show has used the Largo Event Center, and the hall and service you get is fantastic. Over 8,500 square feet of meeting space, perfect for events, expos, and trade shows. Upstairs offers space for smaller meetings and groups to include use of their lounge and game room. Plenty of room outside for car shows or food truck events and concerts. Largo Event Center is just west of US-19 on 126th Avenue. For booking and details, visit Largo Event eventcenter.com that's largo eventcenter.com or call guy at 727-776-3442 you're listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, and we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We've got Nate Ginter in the house. Welcome back, sir. Uh, great to be here, Brandon. Awesome, man. Vine IT, local uh, company here. Support the local economy by supporting Vine IT. And Nate is the uh, chief technology officer there. And I, I love the, I love this story, man. This is interesting. So Judge tells Google to pay $29.5 million over uh, video sharing patent mm-hmm. what happened so so this is this is an interesting one and uh as as people may or may not be aware of uh the eastern D- district of texas has very very friendly patent legislation so almost every major patent victory that you'll read of you might be why, why is this all happening in texas i didn't yeah. know google's a texas company huh. they're not but if anybody in the county uses google or uses another tech provider in that county you can bring a lawsuit so uh in this case i, I actually think this was hilarious that they won and they only got 29 million the patent is very vague. It basically says that uh, if you deliver ads via video, that uh, you have violated these guys' patents. And because YouTube videos, uh, you know, obviously, you know, when you go on YouTube, you know, if, if you don't pay for the premium subscription, you see videos yeah. beforehand. So they want now YouTube mm-hmm. does billions of dollars a year in advertisement revenue. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost feel as though the judge was just kind of like, just pay him thirty million and let's move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, you get to win. Yeah. Um, it actually reminds me of a, a, a podcast lawsuit that that was brought. Um, that uh, actually uh, Adam Carolla and a bunch of other people put together a coalition to fight because that patent uh, patent was so broad that basically it said if you have a playlist of your content, you're in violation of this patent. And they hmm. were going around suing for. Between twenty to seventy-five thousand dollars, like they just send notification letters out to every podcast they could get their hands on, and a lot of people were paying. Wow! And they said no, we wouldn't. And then, sure enough, when they finally went to trial, um, they it was found that the patent was obviously you know too broad. You can't say just because you have a playlist of something that you get to get a piece of that content. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But uh, this one reminded me of that. But there must have been something more specific. I I tried to read the legalese as much as possible, but it seemed kind of funny. That they both won the case, and yet they still only got thirty million. I feel like if they really won, they should have gotten a couple bills. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, 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 a couple billies, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting when you get in the patents and you know that kind of thing. The the um, 
you know, the, the uh, intelligence, you know, your, your patenting, you, you, you got to make sure you have that in place. A lot of people overlook it. It's uh, a great moneymaker, too. If you do break right. up with romance <laughs> scammers this Valentine's Day. Yeah, so so th- this is a, a little human interest that, that, I, that I brought in just because it happens so frequently. It's hilarious. Around Valentine's Day, uh, you know, people get a little sad or depressed if you're single. Uh, just be aware if all of a sudden, you know, you haven't had any matches on your profile in like, you know, a while and some very suave, handsome young lad or lady uh, starts reaching out to you. Just know that online dating platforms are one of the ways that hackers try to get you to divulge personal information. Wow. So, uh, especially, and it ramps up like crazy around Valentine's wow. Day. I know that's kind of mean to pile on to uh. somebody who's already a little down, but but just know, you know, be, meet for coffee before you, you know, tell them any bank account information. Oh, boy. I tell you what, I don't know if you've seen this yet on Netflix, but there's one called The Tinder Swindler. No. Oh, boy. It's all about what you just said. So the guy poses as he's like this, the king of jewelry, of diamonds. Okay. Prince of diamonds because his dad. So he made up the name or he you know figured out who this name was and played to that. And the very first meeting is in like a four-star, five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps on his private plane. Oh, you know, we actually, if you wanted to go, you could go. Uh, we had a good coffee meeting. So mm-hmm. he lures these women in with this extravagant, you know, and he's got these bodyguards. And But come to find out, it was basically a Ponzi scheme. The guy's sitting there. Once he gets to know them, he says, oh, we should move in together, and I love you, et cetera, after a couple dates. Uh, and then he uh, gets him to take out a loan because he's, he's supposedly his his enemies are after him, and he's in the diamond industry, mm-hmm. and it's a very dangerous industry. So he ropes them in good, man. Well, you know, the diamond industry is very dangerous, Brandon. I have a great investment opportunity for you later. <laughs> there you uh, go. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it, it is it is funny how much of that goes on. And uh, I, there was a very similar case where the, there was a woman who was interviewing a doctor uh, who had claimed to invent something the, for the heart or, or whatever. And this is a, like a news investigative journalist. Well, it turns out it was f- the thing he made was fake and it didn't work. Wow. But he kept he kept going to like more and getting more and more money in the industry and more and more clout. Yeah. And it took and, and she. And he, oh, he was also married, too. So she was in a relationship with this guy for like 12 years, had wow. no idea. This guy had a whole second family. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I always say when, you know, people people that love you, you know, it's always fine if, you know, you, you want to help somebody out. But boy, be very careful of anybody new in your life who's who's trying to approach you for funds. Yeah. That's that's good advice, whether it's cyber advice or uh, just in person. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Nate Ginter here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. He's the chief check, uh, chief technology officer with Vine IT. He can help you with your business, uh, your your personal computers. He can zoom right in or, or mm-hmm. somehow remote control in and, and help you, you know, troubleshoot. Absolutely. We, we, we do, uh, uh, you know, IT. So, you know, literally if you're, you know, got a couple of employees and you're tired of being the one that always has to fix everything and yeah. you'd like a little pay raise by not handling such small fry issues. Uh, you know, we, we function as your fully outsourced IT partner. We're based out of downtown St. Pete. So we we're anywhere in the Bay area within minutes. If you, if you do need somebody physically on site, but, uh, you know, most of our, our uh, you know, issues and things that we take care of, uh, we, we never even have to leave our desk. So we're able to help people stay safe and secure and uh, make sure everything's running for them uh, all from all from St. Pete. It's pretty That's cool. the beauty of technology. And technology is great when it works and it's frustrating when it doesn't. Absolutely. Well, I, I always say I don't have a job because everything works well. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And you've heard Mike Dackery on the show as well. Mike is also uh, with Vine IT. Uh, so let's talk a bit about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. since, you know, we have an expert in the studio here. I mean, sure. What's your take on AI? Is it going to take us over at some point or we're going to get eaten by robots? So I, I actually think we're, you know, uh, 
again, never say never. You never know when that, you know, next leap is going to come. But even the Internet, which seemed to come out of nowhere, yeah. uh, was actually developed 30 years prior, uh, you know, in, in, in between different universities, creating networks between each other and then linking those things together. Uh, the military, a lot of people don't know paid to put that in place. And uh, it's actually still a military run network. Make no mistake. Uh, they're, they're, they're still in direct control of anything they want to be. Hmm. Um, so, you know, when it comes to, when I hear these terms like AI and things, I, I think that could very well be a concern down the road. My concerns are a little bit different. Um, and, and I don't think it's very feasible in the, in the, in the very near future. You know, we're always hearing about quantum computing and the, these types of things. And um, I, I have yet to see anything that functions independently on its own and is really usable in the way that we're all thinking of like the Terminator Skynet, you know, sort of thing when, yeah. when it comes to, when it comes to that going bad. Um, I believe we are, we are a long ways away from anything like that, even being potentially possible. Yeah. Uh, what, what scares me with, with AI is not the development of AI. I happen to be among a group of people that don't really even think it's possible. But what is possible is that we could develop something that gets out of control. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the big concerns, you know, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, the U.S.-Chinese kind of battle for, for power and supremacy in the technological realm. And th they often, you know, as we've seen with a number of things and, you know, potentially even COVID itself, their handling of security protocols and their risk tolerance is a lot higher than ours. You know, mm. they're, they're willing to operate in unsafe conditions if they, if they think it's going to give them a leg up or sometimes they're just not even trained better. Um, so I think there's potential for digital trouble related to that development, which I think is far more dangerous than the actual concept of AI itself. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, so, Nate, so you look at the artificial intelligence, because I remember when I watched that Rogan interview with um, – Elon Musk, mm -hmm. he was he was mentioning, he, you know, he kind of did have some concern and he said he had some concern about the federal government not not getting involved enough and, mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know. Well, so that's if the federal government even knows about it. So yeah. the, the kind of the kind of research that, that we're talking about, we're talking about AI. And again, AI is code. So, you know, just like anything else, mm -hmm. if you don't tell anybody that you're working on a new chess program, nobody knows about your chess program. Right. So how how many pardon me, corporations have these sorts of projects going on and how are they protecting them? Those mm -hmm. are the, those are the important steps because a China will steal anything. that's not nailed down. Yeah. And they will try to reverse engineer it. Well, if they get a hold of something and they don't know how it works, they might plug it into the wrong type of network. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. They might plug it in the wrong type of network. They may also, uh, you know, just have, no idea how it's supposed to function properly to even know if there's certain safety protocols that they should be following or shouldn't be. Um, because feasibly, you know, AI, you know, again, the, the big concern there is that it starts to take over and take control of, you know, of networks, whether it's military networks or, you know, imagine if it took control of Amazon and started deciding what packages to send out. Well, that's a problem. The, the real question is, can you get control back from it right. and, and, and these sorts of things? So yeah. uh, I, I think that, again, you know, we've all seen, you know, Terminator was 20, 30 years ago now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, there, there are those Hollywood versions of when it goes bad. Uh, I just think that the, the, we're a ways off from that. Yeah. The, uh, the, the real differentiator is always going to be true quantum computing, which is almost black magic as far as I'm concerned. Uh, once that's on the table anything's on the table at yeah. that point. And yeah, it's interesting. 
And there, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. By the way, if you just joined us, we're talking with Nate Ginter here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes, ConsumerQB.com. You can see Nate's information there as well as VineIT.com. Uh, so you you – you know, you kind of think about the the government, and then just recently we had uh, what was this rocket system that this uh, that that China released, and then mm-hmm. you hear rumors about, oh wow, we didn't actually see that coming, we didn't know that existed. But what do you think about that? Where are we at with the arms race? Well, one one of our problems is that we we've uh, typically allowed Chinese manufacturers to manufacture a lot of things. The the one that it was similar to, but something that was way more concerning. About fifteen years ago. Uh, we were doing a joint military exercise with China over the South China Sea, and uh, our boys realized that they could not acquire a missile lock on Chinese planes. Hmm. Um, and that was because parts of the targeting system were manufactured in China, wow. and they had actually developed a resiliency to it, so our planes literally wouldn't target them. Now, I think that was also a mistake on their part for letting us know that that was a thing, but uh, it, you know, for anybody who doubts... Uh, you know wh- whether or not the, the the there is espionage both ways. Don't right. get me wrong. There's I always say I don't judge too harshly on anything they do because I I believe we're up to some things as well. Right. You know it's just the art of statecraft and 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 good diplomacy also requires good espionage. So yeah. um, I, I think there's a lot going on in in both fashions. But uh, I'm also of the opinion that economically they've they've got such a disaster on their hands that they're. They're going to be busy with that for quite a while before they start worrying about uh, killer robots. You're referring to the bubble, there's a big oh. real estate bubble there. You know, and they should have they should have not had the CCP Olympics over there. I mean, with oh, the no. Uyghurs being in the position they are, just the stuff they're doing, it's unbelievable. Well, and and if you look at the stories coming out about it, there. So you would think with the Olympics, right? Yeah. That this is such a public thing that you'd have great food and great conditions, everything. Even if that was a huge thing, I heard that they literally can't do it, which is even more concerning. Yeah. Considering that that government. That you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party is in charge of the lives of about a million and a half people. Yeah, and and, and if they fail, there's going to be a, a lot of very dangerous things going on. You know, whether it's anything that affects my realm or not, that there, there's a potential humanitarian crisis on a very large scale there with a population. Who knows if we can even deal with it? Right. Huge, huge numbers. Nate Ginter, find him online, buyinit.com. Another great show. I want to thank all of our expert contributors, all our folks behind the scenes putting the show together, and all of our, of course, our listeners, our viewers, our supporters. Thank you for reaching out to the program. Thank you for supporting our show. Uh, We greatly appreciate that. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, consumerqb.com. You've been listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play call brandon rhymes at 813-917-1894 that's 813-917-1894 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show